1: Studio C, oh, C si, Senor. You know what it is? Dimly lit room, deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Do you feel the excitement in the air? Air? The air? In the huh? air? It's because it's Little uh, Friday. You can smell oh, Friday from here. Huh.
0: All right, and and today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Little children in masks. Oh boy, I'm not going to belabor the point, but we will talk about it later. All right,
1: boy, where do we start? With the Barry Bonds of ice skating, that Russian girl who's cheated? Landed a quad, did you? Turns out you're on the juice!
0: To we'll talk about that later. Royd Lana handed over. That's what I call her. It's huh? <laughs> a good what? one. Something <laughs> like that. I don't know. Somebody measured her <laughs> testicles. i bet they've shrunk. <laughs> like Barry Bonds did. Wow, wait a minute. That's kind of a double accusation. Big ah, finish it now. Takes, me, takes me back to the days of. East German swimmers in the Olympics where their penile bulge, the gals, was visible in their swimsuits. Oh, oh and, Good times. And
1: we talked about it because it, it happened while we were on the air, right? So, because China's on the other side of the world. We got the alert. Women's figure skating has been changed forever as somebody somebody from Russia has landed a quad. Not one but two. Go! Oh! And then the news broke yesterday that she's on the juice! Putin is juicing up 15-year-olds. She's jabbing them full of steroids, yes. And uh, I don't know how long she's been on the juice, but juice doesn't make you graceful. And she's like the most graceful person ever. And all the announcers, I actually watched her routines last night um, because I wanted to see the quads. And uh, the announcers kept going on and on. Obviously, this is before they knew that she was juicing. Uh, or before she'd even landed the quads of how she is the best figure skater, male or female, we have ever seen. Wow! So she has that rep. Mm. So she's got you know skills already. But then decided, you know, well, I'm going to take it up a notch and hit uh, 75 home runs in a year. <laughs> I'm already Hall of Fame material. But uh,
0: let's do something spectacular here. Right. Right. Let's have some fun, everybody. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Choose. And then she, well, as, as you pointed out, uh, you know, steroids are not necessarily to get swole. They're so you can bounce back from workouts yeah, more
1: quickly. That's, that's what Jose Canseco said, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so, uh, allegedly, this little gal is just she's, juicing a little bit. She's 15. I know. I know. But, you know, you think about the Chinese Olympic program where they abduct toddlers who uh, do well on a balance beam or whatever. And they force them into uh, communist Olympic camps. Or they are trained to serve the motherland, never see their parents or whatever. They're beaten and punished if they don't train hard enough, that sort of thing. So the idea that Putin would authorize a little, uh, little lift, you know, just a little something extra for a 15-year-old, please, that's easy to believe. Wow. Yeah. Russia! Juice! <laughs> wow. I suppose we ought to get
1: right to this, because this news came out right before we got on the air. The January inflation numbers are out, and how do they look? Things must be better. Oh darn it, they're not. Prices rose seven and a half percent annual rate last month, the fastest pace of inflation in forty years. Whoa! Whoa! Wow, so that's a couple of months in a row. Yikes. where we're going back to the early eighties when my parents bought a house at credit card rates for uh interest because they'd had to raise the interest so much to try to handle inflation and we're going to bump the interest up what three or four times this year they think Mm -hmm. anyway yeah so that that story's breaking all over we'll dig into some of the details the wall street journal has on that
0: but so you have to make seven and a half percent a year in your investments if indeed you have investments to just break even
1: or you got to get a seven and a half percent raise which of course ain't going to happen to break even. Or you're going
0: backwards. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's tough. This is Joe Biden's America. Sickening. we that bad kept Sickening. <laughs> oh, boy. Look at you. You're like Marco Rubio sucking down water. He's the thirstiest co-host I've ever worked with.
1: Somehow I uh, forgot to bring water into my car and I drank a lot of coffee, but no water. Um, yeah, that inflation news is, dang it. Man, you can, you can come up with all kinds of January 6th stuff or Stacey Abrams that or whatever you want to try to make cable news shows exciting. Good luck <laughs> on that. That's why I don't watch them. But people are going to vote based on the fact that everything is so damned expensive. Right. That's what's right. going to be on people's minds. Well, and there are a handful of censured political issues. You, who did they censure? I'm, I'm trying to vote, oh, honey. Lord. I don't remember who they censured
0: back in February. that well, is, schism in the Republican Party. That is not going to be what people are talking about. No, there are a handful of political issues, as I was starting to say, that need no explanation. They need no trumpeting. They need no talking heads on the talking head shows because people see it. They feel it. They they endure it in their personal lives. And inflation is right at the top of the list with, by the way, crime. Oh, yeah. That's another good one. So I wish the party in power well in the coming elections. They're going to need it.
1: Yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. I just heard an NPR report about uh, liberal D.A.s who uh, in San Francisco and Los Angeles who are being recalled. And this is a, a, a setback for criminal justice reform. And somebody on NPR actually said, we don't hear any complaints when somebody gets murdered if there's a Republican D.A. Uh, that's that's what that's, that's not the thing you see that when there's a crime and everybody finds out that the, the criminal involved had been arrested over and over and over again, including maybe earlier that day and let go by that particular D.A. That's the story.
0: Is that willfully ignoring the truth and the discussion or are they that deluded? They presented it as a right wing pushback against criminal justice reform. Wow. Wow. I just... uh, Wow. Again, are they that deluded, that out of touch with the actual conversation that's
1: happening? And not what everybody can see, speaking of what you're just talking about, people can see with their own eyes, coast to coast, that criminals get to walk out of the Walgreens with handfuls of stuff and nobody does anything. And they've done
0: that 30 times and nobody cares. Well, if there's a Republican DA, people don't care about rampant theft in their neighborhood. What?
1: 17 CBS's or Walgreens? Walgreens shut down in the San Francisco Bay Area. Yeah, that's real, man. That's real. They don't care whether it's a Republican or Democrat. They just can't stay in business because they're getting robbed every day.
0: Yeah, today's or today's headlines tomorrow, I almost said. <laughs> that's the newspaper. Uh, tomorrow's headlines today, New York City. You're going to see a bunch of chain drug stores close just like San Francisco. Oh, heck
1: yeah. Uh, we got to play that Al-, Al Sharpton thing again today because we played oh, that's, that late in the show that's yesterday. So beautiful. Um, we got to start the show officially too. I'm Jack Armstrong. And he's Joe Getty. We got time inflation going on here. It's Thursday, February 10th, year 2022. New you in
0: 22. We are Armstrong and Getty. And we approve this program. Let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. At mark, the next quad attempt right here.
1: Quad toe with a triple toe combination. Watch this deep me bend. Quad toe triple toe. Style style. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Now just say that, that, that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. You can't do that. And she was doing things that not only had nobody ever done before, but like a several in a row, just like spin around, land, whatever, and completely <laughs> gracefully, effortlessly,
0: like anybody could do it. Right? It's like a Disney movie. It's like Air Bud or one of those movies. Exactly. Where kids can fly. Damn
1: yeah. it! Yeah, somebody check her blood, measure her skull. Her head looks bigger than me. I heard she's got a bigger hat size.
0: <laughs> wow! Wow! Mm. Yes, well, Michael. <laughs> you know the stupidest thing is that Russia is supposed to technically be suspended from the Olympics for juicing. Oh, that's well right. right. I was just going to point out <laughs> she's not competing under the Russian flag. She's competing for the Russian Olympic Committee because Russia cheats so much. Wow, the country can't. Compete but the Olympic Committee sends all the Russian athletes. There's the IOC for you. There's the logic and justice grandeur of sport under the supervision of the IOC. Wow, and their top
1: athlete in the highest profile sport gets caught juicing. Yeah. Well, wow, that's something. Yeah. Um, how's mailbag look? Oh, it's it's good. It's interesting. A lot of great insights from the folks. Uh I watched one of the Oscar nominated pictures last night, don't look up. Couldn't have loved it more under any circumstances. One of my favorite films of all time. I can't wait to talk about that later. Actually factors into Mailbag, oddly enough. Awesome. Stay tuned. It is all on the way. Our text line is four one five two nine five kftc concerns itself with finance. Not entirely, but a lot. Uh, It's got right there in the name, Wall Street. Um... So the inflation numbers are out. They're bad. I'm going through their coverage of it, and it's uh, it's it's worse than even at first blush. So it's not one of those, you dig into the numbers and it's softened. No, it sounds worse once you dig into the numbers. So Inflation
0: is here, and it is a problem. Boy, Jack, you just declared it bad. I find that a little biased. Maybe some people like being poor. Maybe they like struggling to buy basic necessities. We'll tell you more about that coming up. And who knows, this could be around for years.
1: Ugh. Oy, no, now. no, surely not. I don't want to be a downer show, but I mean, this story just hit and it's reality. This could,
0: yeah. this could change the projection of a lot of people's lives. Finances. You know, I just, uh, to me, you got to adapt. I love bacon. I'll stop eating bacon. I'll get used to, I don't know, feral cats. Stop eating bacon. Stop buying cars. Start, stop having electricity. Stop Who knows, buying cat clothes. bacon might be good. The fact that we haven't tried it shows a lack of imagination. Cat bacon. Yes. Ow. Or a cat sausage, you know, depending on your taste. Meow. (laughs) Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day, friends. This is Andrew Jackson, an amazing human being. Yeah. Flawed in a lot of ways, but, uh, man, he grew up as poor as a human can be. Like, eaten garbage poor.
1: Yeah, him and Abe Lincoln would have had to sit around with the, their who's the poorest stories. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And then rassled. <laughs> and, right. you know, oh, pick, you pick them. I mean, tough call to make. They're a couple of tough, wiry, old, backwoods bastards. Anyway, here's his freedom-loving quote of the day. I weep for the liberty of my country when I see at this early day of its successful experiment that corruption has been imputed to many members of the House of Representatives, and the rights of the people have been bartered for promises of office. You know, it's an early, early statement of, wow, people have already figured out how to game this system and how to profit by it. Uh, Maybe we could get Nancy Pelosi on as a guest. She could give us a master class in exploiting government power for personal wealth.
1: So Andrew Jackson is considered the first
0: populist, isn't he? He's the one that, like... uh... Kind of took it that direction. Yeah, that's kind of the rep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because he's unquestionably a man of the people. I think he, he came by it naturally. I've really soured on pop- populism in recent years. Mm. I used in to be. In favor of uh, unpopulism? I used to like it. I don't like it so much anymore. <laughs> the most unpalatable politicians who say the fewest things people like. Now that's the man for me. <laughs> and then one more quote. I came across this. It's not a freedom loving quote of the day, but if you write, do you write? Do you craft phrases? for a living or, or, or for a hobby or something like that, William Howard Taft, who Jack is about to make a fat joke about because he's like a child, uh, but he was actually a brilliant, brilliant man. He was a, a senator, Supreme Court justice, and the president. Good Lord. Anyway, But he, he was said,
1: fat when fat wasn't cool. It's easy to be a 300-pounder now. Oh, Nobody's yeah. even going to look at you. No, but you to wouldn't be, a, be noticed. To be a 300-pounder in the early 20th century, though, come on now. Well, oh, yeah, it was notable. He got stuck in a bathtub.
0: I mean, I'll grant you that. I'd forgotten that story. Yeah, yeah. Had to pry ah! him loose. Just injected a bunch of Vaseline around, and we. Oh, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> so what William Howard Taft said about writing was: Don't write so that you can be understood. Write so that you can't be misunderstood. Ah, that's a good one. That is good. Just a rigorous, careful writing. I like that. Mailbag. <laughs> Woo-hoo! On the topic of mask mandates in blue states, particularly California, writes uh, Georgie, I pray that the political leaders of California continue the mask mandate for the Super Bowl. They've actually not, but L.A. County has. Because uh, allegedly the state mandate goes away, I think on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. But L.A. County delightfully keeping it in place. So your wish will be borne out. But Georgie says the reason for that is I want to see how NBC handles the delay of the start of the game because the crowd the grounds crew has to clean up ten thousand N ninety five masks thrown onto the field. Then every time there's a field goal kicked, I want to see masks fly across the goalposts. Oh boy. I would love to have the crowd chant, Let's go newsome.
1: <laughs> oh, so yeah, there's gonna be they're putting an N ninety five mask in every seat, and then they're gonna have people around the stadium to tell you to put your mask on. Like I said yesterday. They're going to have to have a meeting before the game even starts. It is going to be decided. we going to enforce this or not, because the crowd is not going to be compliant. Are we going to start throwing people out or we
0: just give up? If, If I were in charge of that unholy, idiotic, unscientific, completely unscientific duty, I would say, look, we're going to try for a while. We'll see how compliance goes. If nobody's complying, bag it i well, will come back here and watch the game on TV. Um, but we'll see. I mean, if you don't, you know, speaking of Andrew Jackson, I'm sure he has several quotes about it, If you don't have the will of the people, you're, you're doomed. What, you're not what? going to be able to enforce anything.
1: How are you going to go around those suites and have the, uh, the vice president of Verizon Wireless say, uh, sorry, if you don't put your mask on, ma'am, we're going to have to kick you out of here. All those people that paid $20,000 a ticket. <laughs> they won't go near the rich
0: people. You don't think it'll just be I mean, the really, the really rich people. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm who are rich people, too, or people who have spent a hell of a lot of money to be at the game. Uh, Jack, Joe, the movie Don't Look Up? Watch it. It's Idiocracy 2.0. It's so good. Eric, enjoying the sweet life in Tennessee.
1: Yeah, I want to talk about it later. I actually started pausing the movie, and I made a list of every topic they skewer. It's more South Park than it is anything else. I had no Love idea. It. It's, a, it's a farce comedy.
0: Anyway, I'll talk more about that later. Wally not enjoying life in San Francisco writes, in Walgreens in San Francisco, if you're buying batteries, they take out the batteries from the display case and bring them up to the front register. You pay for them up there before they hand them to you.
1: Yeah, they've started doing that at stores I go to, and it's so unhandy. You know why that is? It's because crime is rampant. But look, <sighs> we got to come back with that Al Sharpton thing about <laughs> stealing. We'll, we'll play you that oh, next yeah, time. I love that.
0: I love that. Uh, blah, blah, blah. That's pretty good. But, uh, you know, uh, GM, one of the many people who points out that they finally got their, uh, their COVID tests from the government and they're made in China. And he said, this is a small municipality. So they obviously got them from the state. All the masks we buy are from China. It's hard not to find ones made. Uh, yeah. or it's hard to find ones made by an ally. I wonder where those Biden tests are manufactured. I have a theory. Uh, China may not have intentionally released this virus, but it's really helping them and weakening us financially.
1: Yeah, Speaking of finances, we'll go through some of the inflation numbers that are out right now, setting 40-year records in a variety of ways. Oh, boy. Plus, we actually agree with Al Sharpton on something. So this is a red-letter day. <laughs> no doubt. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast, armstrongandgetty.com.
0: Armstrong and Getty. Mm. Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, You go to a local pharmacy and you've got to get someone to help assist you. I mean, they they have the little button there. You hit the buzzer and the guy comes over and unlocks your toothpaste. I mean, we're talking about basic (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Uh, In fairness to Eric, he's only been mayor five weeks. But even as unfair to him, Eric, they're locking up my toothpaste. (laughs) That's Al (laughs) Sharpton on MSNBC
1: yesterday talking about Eric Adams. You know, he hasn't been there in there long, but things are out of control. They're locking up my
0: toothpaste,
1: which is true. You're standing there at the CBS and this is crazy. I need to get somebody who's, you know, they're busy because they're helping everybody
0: else buy all their stuff. You got to wait five minutes to get a freaking tube of toothpaste. They to is, lock it up. What does a tube of toothpaste cost? It's been a while since I bought one. Well, with inflation, I don't know. But uh, let's say 5 $6. bucks. i am just guessing yeah. off the top there of you my head. So anything above the value of $5, you have to have a personal shopper.
1: But if you took every tube of toothpaste off the shelf and swept it into a garbage bag, uh-huh. you'd have quite a bit of toothpaste and be
0: worth quite a bit of money, and the store wouldn't have any to sell. So that's where they end up. And I'd assumed that most of the resale was going on at, like, bum camps or online or whatever, but I was made aware, in New York City at least, and I'm sure this is true uh, all over the place, you have these makeshift stores. Uh, and or regular stores the little bodegas the little you know uh, there's a little grocery store on every block they just take stolen goods and sell them at a discount there's an enormous well-organized black market economy now
1: i wouldn't want to support the criminal industry but i gotta um, i gotta admit if i was in a hurry and i need like scoping some toothpaste and there's a guy selling it there on the corner where he's just gonna hand it to me and i hand him some cash yeah, As it's supposed to go two bucks
0: for the scope, two bucks for the toothpaste. As opposed to go in there and
1: wait for the, uh, the 22-year-old to go get the key and come unlock my... T- they're locking up my
0: toothpaste. <laughs> ah, the Reverend Al. The Reverend. So, Thank you, Reverend. <laughs> um,
1: unfortunate headline for today... Inflation numbers for January are out. Do You remember when the inflation numbers came out for uh, December, roughly a month ago? Everybody was shocked and horrified, and it was quite the news story for a day. Well, they're worse now. Uh, prices rose at 7.5 percent annual rate last month, the fastest pace of inflation in 40 years. I said, "You're kidding me." As food, shelter, and electricity costs jump. Oh, wait, well, you're saying you're saying you're into Jack? Jack, you're you know those are volatile items. Gas prices, et cetera, dragging the number up. You need to look at the number behind the number. The core price index, which excludes the volatile categories of food and energy, also climbed 6% from a year earlier, sharper than December's 5.5% rise, the highest rise in 40 years. So the rise is rising. It's, all it's a rising rise. It's all going up. Oh, Not boy. a joke. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I got wow. some examples here. Uh, the grocery tracker shows that egg prices rose the fastest in January, up
0: 11 cents. Um orange chickens is- wearing gold chains and driving BMWs now. There's so much <laughs> money in it.
1: Oh, yeah. They got the big fancy cell phone with the three cameras on it. Oh, yeah. OJ increased the most, up 12 cents. Bacon, <laughs> Bacon is up a $1.24 a
0: pound from a year ago. That's wow. inc- That's incredible. Wow. That's incredible. Um, yeah, the pigs are not driving BMWs. As my dad has pointed out through the years, it's one of his favorite pieces of wisdom. When you look at the breakfast plate, realize the chicken made a contribution. The pig made a sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> or something. The pig sacrificed himself completely. <laughs> the chicken just did what chickens do. Right. The pig, on the other hand, mmm. Listen to this. I, uh,
1: I got a couple of used vehicles, and I'm going through this life change, which I've mentioned on the air, family structure change. I'll put it that way. And uh, I got a couple of used vehicles, and I haven't sold them yet because it's tied up in various things. And I thought, God dang, I've missed the golden era of selling a used vehicle. Apparently not. Used car prices continued to drive overall inflation, rising 40% in January from a year ago.
0: No! Nothing can rise 40%! You wouldn't think well, so. Is this, is this like post World War I Germany? Am I, am I carting around cash in a wheelbarrow now? Uh,
1: we're about to get to the fact that uh, some of this is supply chain and they don't know when that's going to shake out or if like inflation will drop really quickly when supply chain stuff gets cut up. But new cars. That will help, no doubt. No doubt. Listen to this stat on new cars. Uh oh. Last month, four out of five new cars sold at above sticker price. My whole life only a sucker paid sticker price. I mean, you were like somebody who did not know anything about the way cars work. If you paid the sticker price, last right. month four out of five people paid above
0: the sticker price.
1: That is stunning.
0: Yeah, yeah, I should I guess I'm glad we got away with the sticker price for my wife's new car. I mean, just we got lucky yes? they had one no. on the way. No, if you so if you bought it at sticker price, you did a good job
1: of talking them down or something they like you or you got the brother-in-law deal or something that's amazing wow i know i had seen uh i mentioned this on the air i'd seen a car on a lot that the price just seemed extraordinary and on the little on the sticker on the window it had all the stuff and the options and everything like that and the price and then the next price under it that's always way higher than that price and you wonder how they got there but then below that was like plus fifteen thousand dollars market demand what when did that become a thing well it's a thing now well, and thing to, now.
0: to return the discussion to the uh, beloved Reverend Al Sharpton and his theme, uh, remember that story we did uh, about uh, Portland, I guess, um, where they are no longer the cops are no longer even looking into stolen cars nobody prosecutes them uh, stolen uh, vehicles are up 50 percent portland something like 500 percent in the suburbs it's just insane and with cars being that valuable and there being no repercussion for stealing them i tell you what folks <laughs> lock yours up and probably remove the uh, catalytic converter every night yeah
1: food prices surged seven percent the sharpest rise since 1981 once again if you're Too young to have a memory of it. And I was a child, but I remember my parents talking about it. We were in the throes of inflation. It's what parents all across the country were talking about every dang day when they talked about finances was inflation back in the early 80s. We're back there again with those kind of numbers. Restaurant prices rose by the most since the early 80s, pushed up by an 8% jump in fast food prices from a year earlier. I have noticed. Well, You notice with everything, but it's just shocking it's just shocking. You pull in and you look at your Big Mac and fries and like, say, what? When did that? When did a Big Mac end up costing this? Right. When did that happen?
0: Oh, yeah. Grocery well, prices
1: increased 7.4%. We mentioned the eggs and the ham and the sacrifice of the pig. Uh, meat and egg prices continue to climb at double digit rates.
0: Boy, and I must uh, tip my cap off my sympathies to all the small businesses that are so badly squeezed. Ah, uh, because of the uh, idiotic, arbitrary, unscientific uh, shutdowns during the whole COVID thing, and now they're they're facing the choice between laying off workers, raising their prices, losing customers. It's just the stress continues for y'all. And I don't know, you know you take this uh, this and uh, uh, buckle by a tenth of a cup of coffee, but uh, we feel for you anyway.
1: Decent point. How much supply? There would have been some, but how much supply chain interruption would there have been if we wouldn't have made everybody shut down? Right. If companies would have been allowed, you know what? We're gonna, we're not gonna shut our doors here at Ford. We're gonna operate at thirty percent capacity. People are gonna be distance, masks, shifts, etc. We're not gonna completely shut down. How much less? So, wow, they'll, they'll be. It'd be almost impossible to calculate what the total price will be to an individual family for
0: these shutdowns and everything like that right. over the years. Because this inflation might last. Who knows how long? Keeping in mind, again, that the WHO, the uh, NIH, all of the American and global health bodies prior to COVID made it utterly clear that forced lockdowns are not a suitable strategy for pandemic. They don't work and they cause a lot of damage, but they ignored their own guidance. Wall Street Journal analysis goes on
1: to say high inflation is the dark side of the unusually strong economy, reminding you once again that a lot of the other economic numbers are really, really good. But unfortunately, if you're losing 7.5% a year of your, the value of your money, it's ugh. Opposing a challenge to the Federal Reserve as it tries to quell rising prices by dampening growth and trying to get back to that target of 2% inflation, which we've had most of my adult life. Rate hikes coming this year, three or four of them. But it says here in the Wall Street Journal, rate hikes will do nothing to resolve the supply chain strain and worker shortages. It's going to take a while for that to uh,
0: unwind, and nobody has any idea how long. Yeah, significant part of that worker shortage is, of course, that we bid up labor. We made labor only slightly more appealing than no labor with all the government handouts and the rest of it. So it's all tied together. And all those warnings, all of those warnings through the years, us, others, you know, maybe you read it, you saw it saying, hey, all this government spending is going to lead to inflation, rampant inflation. The problem with life is, and uh, here's the problem yeah. with life. It, you gotta, 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 you slow down a little
1: bit here. J- Joe, we should have a special sounder, maybe a like a sponsor with a for, before Joe gets to the. Brought the, to per, you by the yeah. problem with life. <laughs> yeah, this spot, but brought uh, to you by Charmin. This is a big deal. I'm going to step back from the microphone. Do we have a little uh, introductory music,
0: Michael? Welcome. Joe outlines the problem of life, it's brought to you by Sharman. Lay it on me. You cruise along doing something you know is a bad idea mm. and can have bad repercussions. I've never done that. But things are going pretty well. But then something else happens that you did not see coming. Ah. Uh. And your conscience and your friends and your relatives or the Armstrong and Getty show telling you for years, you can't do this. It's dangerous. All of a sudden, it comes home to roost. And you or the government says, it wasn't what we were doing. It's this other thing that happened. Like to slap them.
1: I can give an example for my own life that I'm not proud of. I think I mentioned yesterday on the air that I had a horrific day of paperwork that I had ahead of me yesterday. Part of the reason I had so much paperwork today is I had procrastinated as I want to do until I get to practically the deadline on things. And then I had a flat tire on the way home, which ended up being like a three-hour ordeal. Oh, boy. Uh, The easy thing, of course, would have been to think of it as a, I don't know, Something bad that had happened to me made my life more complicated, it did. But if I hadn't put off that paperwork, the three-hour interruption from the flat tire wouldn't have been a big a
0: deal. It's exactly Uh, what you just described. An uncomfortably apt illustration. That's exactly what you just described. Yeah, yeah. Well, as Elva I was, said, I'm not yelling
1: at you folks. I'm yelling at me. So I got a flat tire in a modern fancy car that like has a rare tire that there's only one of two states away, you know, that sort of thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. And costs a ridiculous amount of money. And of course, you don't have a spare. Oh no, a spare or a jack. Every car I've ever had in my life, this is what I've done. I've done it dozens of times. I pull over to the side of the road. I get the spare out. I get the jack out. I change it myself. I drive on home. It might take 10, 15 minutes, but it's not that big a deal. This was a big deal. There's no jack. There's no tire. The tire doesn't even exist in this state. All that sort of stuff. And oh. I'm at a convenience store that I'd wobbled over to where the guy in there. So I'm trying to deal with the tow truck guy and trying to figure out like, can I leave my key here? Because I got to get to I got to get to pick up my kid from school. I can't wait and. An hour and a half they said before the tow truck will get here calling around to tow trucks anyway the guy at the convenience store doesn't speak not a single word of english not only not very good english, not wow. one single word <laughs> i wow. thought this is impossible
0: <laughs> wow
1: oh and bums everywhere surrounded by junkie bums everywhere and i'm sorry you were driving through el salvador yeah i had a flat tire in haiti on the way home wow. no no california i'm sorry Wow. Yeah. Anyway, don't procrastinate is the point of that story. And other <laughs> stuff on the way. Stay here. They're locking up my toothpaste. <laughs>
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: states and counties lifting mask mandates using my finger quotes lifting mask mandates all over the country I think we know what's going on there Uh, talk more about that later Shua. they're feeling the pressure people have had it and they've got to come up with a
0: pretend reaction to that Plus, I hate to inject reality into the discussion of bums and junkies and homeless people, but some junkie-on-the-street interviews you are going to find fascinating next hour. Stay with us if you can. If you can't, grab the podcast later at armstrongandgetty.com. So you got your big old Canadian trucker protest going on there north of the border in America's hat, Canada.
1: Is the the protest big or are the the truckers
0: big? Probably Both. both. Both, yeah. So it's double big. Anyway, why don't you play clip 60 for us, Michael? There is no end in sight to the literal and political gridlock in Ottawa, Canada, as the Freedom Convoy truckers vow to remain until COVID-19 vaccine mandates are lifted. Engines revving outside parliament. I'm the last one to leave. This is my new address. Yeah, I got my mail forwarded here. It's nothing extreme about wanting people to be able to make their own decisions in their home. That is the best decision for their families. Yeah, interestingly enough, that's kind of been the policy for pandemics for a very long time. People self-select, depending on the threat, and government shutdowns are a bad policy. It's according to the WHO, the NIH, the uh, CDC, the rest of it. Anyway, uh, I thought it was interesting, some poll numbers. Uh, The Freedom Convoy itself, which is unquestionably really disruptive at this point. I mean, it's screwed up Ottawa. It's now blocking the bridges in and out of Canada to the United States. Um, causing supply chain problems, and, and everybody's kind of up in arms. Their approval is a net minus 30. There is not high approval for the Freedom Convoy itself. But their cause is very popular. Around half of Canadians agree that Trudeau shares the blame for the protest because of his condescending attitude toward Canadians. Almost half of people agree with something that specific Oh, by the way, I saw a a, a car with a giant sticker on it that said, Let's Go Brando, spelled like Trudeau. (laughs) Which I thought was funny. Uh, 44% said that even though they are vaccinated themselves, they sympathize with the trucker's frustrations. And in a recent uh, You've Never Heard of It poll, 54% of Canadians say it's time to end pandemic restrictions, up 14 points from just a few weeks ago. Well, I'm not surprised that
1: politically... He's taken a lot of heat for this, even if people don't like the disruption of the uh, the convoy, because if you were going to create in a computer simulator, a guy who doesn't look like he's in touch with the working people, it would spit out a picture of Trudeau. I mean, just his look, his hair,
0: his suit, just everything screams. I don't care about truck drivers. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely true. Um, and so, uh, a couple of things. I have a very serious point to make, an important and serious point to make. But first, funny stuff. Clip number forty-four. This is an exchange in Parliament where uh, we'll see if it's self-explanatory. If not, we'll we'll explain. This is a Canadian MP talking. Canadians want their lives back. So again, I ask the Prime Minister: Will you follow? Will he follow the evidence? Will he follow the science and the mandates and the restrictions quickly? <laughs> The Right
1: Honourable Prime Minister. Mr. Speaker, every step of the way we've had Canadians' backs by following the science, by working closely with <laughs>
0: The or- order. So. Order. The one MP poses the question, and he starts to launch into his wussy little Trudeau answer, and one of the other MPs says, hey, let him answer. He's not good at it. Right. (laughs) So he's
1: getting shouted down by the opponents, and one of the opponents says, no, 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 let's not interrupt him. Let him talk. He's terrible at talking.
0: That's pretty funny. Oh, we have some more funny stuff, but I wanna I wanna make the one point. Um I've been looking at this protest, which is incredibly disruptive again. It's obnoxious for the people of Ottawa, and I've been thinking to myself, okay, here's a cause I agree with very much, but some of their tactics are descending into the illegal, the uh you know, impossible to tolerate, and something's gotta be done at some point. So how do I feel about that as somebody who agrees with their cause? Joe Getty sounds conflicted. Uh, not much. And then I uh, I thought about, okay, what if the Canadian truckers expressing a legitimate and urgent uh, need for, uh, you know, having to do with an issue of human rights and, and liberty and the right to earn a living, critical things to a human being. What if they began smashing up buildings? and burning them to the ground, murdering elderly ex-cops, beating people down, assaulting cops, torching small businesses, looting, widespread looting. How would I react to that? I think you and I, folks, have the same answer. We would condemn it immediately and in the harshest terms possible. But that didn't happen on MSNBC or CNN or ABC, NBC, CBS, Washington Post, New York Times. Those were mostly peaceful trucker protests, right? Right? Right. Lion liars.
1: It's a good one. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast, ArmstrongandGetty.com. Armstrong
0: and Getty.